Cosmetic family. Hey, thanks for joining the Cosmetic Podcast. Cosmetic means being a person or thing that gives rise to a phenomenon that is dynamic or energizing. We're tackling topics and telling the truth. I'm Rodrigo Ross. And I'm Keith Benson. So today we are talking about, I didn't mean it like that. Say what? This whole idea of intent versus impact. Oh, I'm so excited. Talk to me. Talk I'm to excited. Me. So, you know, as a society, right, especially within the last year, we've really been having some tough conversations about all of the different things that are going on in the world, right? Mm-hmm. And it, as a, a means of starting these conversations, or I think creating a spaces where people feel like they can really engage in these conversations, we put out this rhetoric that says, you know what, we're, we're gonna we're gonna give grace. We know you meant well. We're gonna measure what you say by your intent, which, okay, I think that's good. But as as you grow and the conversations get deeper, I think we have to move from intent to impact. Like, I'm just going to go ahead and assume you meant well, because for my own sanity, I'm, I'm going to have to assume that. Right. But I'm not going to give you a pass if the impact of what you said or what you did was hurtful. And so that's this whole idea. Are we holding people accountable for the intent versus the impact? And there's a lot that's been going on around that, right? Mm -hmm, And so mm -hmm. that, in essence, the intent conversation, that is one about what they are. Right. Okay. What a person is. Uh Okay. uh Mm Uh-huh. And then we want to make sure that... You know, because if someone is intended in their actions to be hurtful, and and they can look at it in many different ways, right? Yeah. They, they be you call it the the is right? Yeah. The the races, the mm-hmm. sexes, or the transphobic. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you pick pick either one, mm-hmm. either one. But inherently, you know, that person is probably not one of those things, right? Right. There. right. They didn't mean to be right. Like they right. didn't intend it. And many times, if you say or you do or you're engaged in something, um, your intent wasn't, you know, to hurt someone else or to be disrespectful or or to to ignore you know a, a defining um attribute about a person but you did right but right. but but you did right and and you know for as much as we we definitely want to give folks grace we definitely want people um to get their kudos for a meaning well you cannot give people a pass like where's the growth right where, where is the right. the motivation for course correction because then you can always lean on this thing. Oh, well, I meant well. Did you? Did you yeah, really? Yeah. Well, fix it then. Like, you hurt me. And then why am I, you know, pacifying you and you hurt me because I don't want you to feel some type of way. And I'm the hurt one. I'm the victim. Right. I mean, you got to be able to see that through the lens because, you know, what would you say? Perception is reality. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so my lens of perception is different from yours. And so you got to, mm-hmm. you got, in some ways, you got to honor that. Yeah. And so that place of you know what somebody is versus what they what they did i mean that's a that's a whole balance in all of that and so uh we got to be able to watch out for people's people's feelings and and especially in this day and time with everything that is going on there's enough information that is swirling Mm. around now you said something for you to do your homework Mm -hmm. and so the other day we were out doing a food distribution at the at the ymca and 
uh, a man got out of the car and said, and it was uh, it was me and a few couple other ladies that were there, mm-hmm. and one of the ladies had lifted the box. The box had a little weight to it, but that's what we do, right? We've been distributing boxes of food that probably weigh about 20 pounds, and we've been loading them in the cars. And yeah. so the man gets out of his car and says, oh, oh, oh sorry, honey, you shouldn't be lifting that. Um, you're a lady. Let me, let me get that for you. Mm. And but the trigger went off in my mind. I uh-oh. looked into the eyes of the ladies, and I was like, "Uh oh, uh oh." That didn't settle well, right there. <laughs> now, in his intentions, he was in the car with his what I believe is his wife. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure he from his being lin- chivalrous, right, yeah, right. Yeah. And so sparked the conversation afterwards, talking to the ladies. I said, "Okay, let me, let me, let's let me, let me talk about that." Okay. So. Cause I saw the look, I saw the look on y'all face. You right? unpacked that thing. Yeah. Uh-huh, so I said, uh-huh. "Now, how did you all feel about that?" And then the one lady was like, mm, I, "I just let it roll off because he, he didn't know what he was saying." Mm. And then I said, "I said, well, let me let me play devil's advocate because as, as a man, mm-hmm. so where's the line between being a gentleman yeah. comes into play?" Yeah. And what he said. Uh-huh. And she said that you know it it really depends on on the lady because of the different mm, situations right. that, that you go through. Right. Because a lot of men maybe use that in this passive way, like women, you know, can't lift a 20 pound bo- box or something. Mm-hmm. And women, we all know, are just the rock stars, right? To, yes, absolutely. Know, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you would yes, agree to that, right? I so yeah. agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> and so uh, intent versus impact yeah. on that one right there. It was just pointed out and I just, man, when it when I saw it, like ding, 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 ding. Let me yeah, have this conversation. You know, that's an <laughs> Excellent example because I'm sure he intended well, but the reality is for the women who experienced that, right, who were impacted by that, they have the right and the responsibility to say, hey, in this particular situation, I know you meant well, but this is how I took that. This is how I'm affected by that. This is how, and you know, if if the person really is well-meaning, right, if a person really does have the best interest of whoever they're talking to or engaging with, then they won't be that rubbed by that. They'll be like, oh, all right, then, well, thanks for letting me know. I mean, you might be a little embarrassed, right? And you may, it it may take you aback if you're not used to people kind of right in the moment, course, correcting you, but... If you really had good intentions, then you would be way more open to learning when you when you cross the line. And when you feel like you've crossed that line, this place of you got to do do a few things. One, you got to listen, mm-hmm. reflect on what was what was said, what was done. Yeah, and then apologize. Oh, that part. Spe- especially if your intentions were not wrong, right? If your intentions weren't wrong, right? Then hopefully you should be able to listen to what that other individual is saying. Yeah, and then just like give some thought. You know, mm-hmm. like play it back in your mind. Can you see it from that other person's lens? Yeah. And then when that place come, hopefully that that sincerity will come in there that you apologize and not just apologize just to just to be saying it, but truly mean that so that in the future you won't continue to repeat those actions. Yeah. So there there is this high Scientific American which writes some amazing articles. Right. They had this article talking about intent and impact, and they really summed it up really well. And they, and they talked about it in that you know 
throughout our society, for the most part, guiding lots of our actions, right, in society is this whole idea of a consequence approach, right? There are certain things that you do or you don't do in a society, right, in a governed society, in a ruled, in a civilized society, because you recognize that there will be consequences, right? And for the most part, if you ask someone, I would think that they would say, yeah, that's a simple, right? Like, I understand that. I get that. That's a simple and effective approach. However, right? So, if you go on Yelp and you see that a restaurant got a bad review, mm-hmm. what you do? You don't go to that restaurant, no, right? <laughs> so <laughs> if, if if you were a doctor and you were doing a surgery a certain way and some data came out and say, hey, that's not the best way to do that and we found out that it has consequences, as a doctor, you'd be like, oh, let me do the latest thing. You don't do that. But absolutely that whole consequence driven approach goes out the door when you start talking about the ists like you were saying right Right. racism sexism you know all those kind of classism all of that goes out the door and now this whole idea of there being consequences to your actions or what you say or what you do now that's just so abstract to people like I'm really confused by that sometimes yeah now so though you may have good intentions you gotta remember that you can't dictate how someone reacts to your response Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to be willing, especially let's talk about, let's put it in the workplace this standpoint, right? Right. Like in the workplace, you know, pretty neutral ground. We all should come with some level of lenses uh, of things that, you know, that go on and what we should and shouldn't say. Yeah. But if you're in the workplace and you want this culture that is uh, open and honest and kind of transparent, uh, you got to be able to be willing to, to to take in the response that somebody gives back. Mm. If you, if you I'm, uh, we've all experienced some different comments comments in our workspace yes. in such a way that you know make you mm. make it yeah <laughs> do, do I wish that they right could there. see your face right now <laughs> <laughs> but that individual who makes that statement is that all right your statement may have been hurtful yes and like you got to be ready to receive you know uh what the response of, of that other individual yes, is indeed yes indeed because the 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 idea is that the overall message in conversations that you're having, whether it's in the workplace or, or not, and someone says or does or you're that someone that says or does something hurtful or offensive to another person, your intent or their intent, how does that trump the, the person who was victimized by right. what you said or what you did? Like, when did we, we twist that around that it is more important, right, for the person who intended and meant well for us to protect and insulate them than the person who was actually victimized. There is a a, a book that, that puts this theory out that said that very frame, that very thinking is from a privileged standpoint, right? right. Like that, that underlying and embedded and structural privilege that people experience leads them to believe that it's more important to insulate me and protect my is then the person who was actually hurt by what I said or I did like we're, we're gonna just you know never mind the victim yeah we all come from different backgrounds yeah and, and different experiences so we gotta be able to to at least understand that piece right there mm-hmm. I recall one time I was in a meeting and this supervisor referenced his full-time staff as the girls wow and didn't nobody wow. else say something so I, I said hold on I, I said, they're, they're women. 
and they're not they're not girls. Wow. Then a pause went across the room, and if folks who know me, I always say put your voice in the room because when you put your voice in the room, that just makes people think twice about that. Yeah. And then after I spoke yeah. up, one of the other ladies had said something in the room. Yeah. But that gentleman came back and hey, he said, Keith. I apologize. I did not mean it in that way at all. Right. And that you could really see that sincere apology in mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. And I would tell you that I I received that well. Yep. And it wasn't one that like, nah, you, you can't go. You know, yeah. I received and then you could just really tell that that was sincere. You know, I, I would be interested to know if the, the ladies, right, that he worked with, it, how they experienced him after that, right? Did he stop? Because... I don't know. Did he say stuff like that, or did he use mannerisms or behaviors or or whatever um, that supported that kind of thinking before and after you kind of brought it to his attention? I wonder if his behaviors changed. Yeah, I I, I don't know, uh, but I will say I've talked to those women mm-hmm. uh, and I've seen him and the interaction, and I will tell you that there's. There was there's no change in that. Yeah. I mean, no, no change in terms of uh, any bad behavior right, on both right, parts. Right, so right, right. I guess I would say positive, still positive interaction with yeah. the individual. Yeah, I mean, and 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 that just goes to just kind of solidify this whole idea that you know we understand as human beings that every action causes a reaction, right? Even if we meant well with the the initial action, and and I, you know, if we really want to get to this reconciliation stage, whether it's, you know, we're reconciling the differences between genders or we're reconciling some of the race um, and the systemic um, challenges that we have with race in this country, or if we're reconciling the differences between classism and, and classes and poverty and that kind of stuff, we have got to wrap our head around the fact that intent is good. You absolutely mm-hmm. want to give people the benefit of the doubt, but it is not exist in a vacuum. Like there, there has to be some kind of measure or consequence for impact. So let me tell you, the blood pressure medication, uh, Losartan, right? Okay. It was recalled because they recognized that the, the medicine in and of itself had this carcinogen that was contaminating it. Now, when the scientists first made that, that was not, they didn't want to put a carcinogen in the medicine. They didn't realize that when the things came together, it was going to react like that. Um, and so they had to recall it. Same thing happened when, um, if you remember, when they built these new airplanes and then those airplanes started crashing and oh, yeah. there were fatalities, right? right? Right. The first thing they did was snatch those airplanes <laughs> off the market. <laughs> they, you know, and I'm sure that the, the manufacturer of the airplane did not intend to put out a product that was going to kill people, that planes that were going to crash. But it, they were absolutely held responsible for what happened because of those actions, because of those things. Now, if we can understand that and we can create policies and rules and rubrics, right. then... I don't. Why can't we seem to get past that when it comes to the to the sensitive stuff like racism and sexism and classism and transphobia and all that? But I would say that you know some people sometimes they feel like they don't have a pow- any power in that situation. Nah. I think the power comes in your voice and mm. and questions also. Power. Yeah. I think power is in question. So, you know, a question could be that when somebody makes that statement to you versus you going in the parking lot and talking to, around the water cooler and yeah. talking to individuals about about that. 
while you have the opportunity right there on the spot, just ask the clarifying question. So, I'm sorry, can you um, repeat that or, you know, maybe give me more clarification on what you mean by yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because if you if you don't say anything, that individual will never learn. And, and mm. I, again, another example that I had, I'm on the call with one of our vendors um, and the vendor continued to ref, uh, reference the ladies who were on the cleaning crew as the girls, the girls that, mm. that come in. And I could tell by his tone, that's just the way he talked. Yeah. And not referencing girls to me is under the age of 18. Right. And women are 18 and over. Right. Like that's, for me, that's how I clarify that. Mm-hmm. And so when I hear girls, I'm thinking teenager, teenager, teenager. Right. And clearly these are grown women who take care of their families by the way of work. And so I, I paused them. I said, Hey, for our conversation, yeah. please refer to them as women because mm. that's what they are. They're they're not girls. And I will tell you that uh don't know whether his speech changed outside of our conversation, mm-hmm. but in our conversations, not just in that particular one, but those ongoing, it was women, women. Now, every once in a while he'll slip up. Oh, I meant I meant girls. Yeah. I mean I, I mean he would say I meant women. Yeah. And he yeah. he would change it. So like you gotta be able to put that, you know, the, again, ask those questions. Put some clarification out there so people can help people change their outlook. So, Dick, first of all, you better go ahead being a, a amplifier, ally, champion. You you better go ahead, and you very rarely do do we agree on stuff. But I'm gonna I'm gonna clap you up today. Well, thank, you, you thank, up you, today. thank you, thank you, thank so you. So did thank all of that happen when you became an amplifier of the the women's ERG? Did, uh, did, did this did it breed in you this extra passion that is just so awesome right now? No, I would I would say that it was there before, but I would definitely say it is definitely much more amplified uh-huh. if you want to use that word too right uh-huh. now because sitting in being an amplifier for our women's ERG sitting in on the conversations and them being vulnerable to open up with me present mm-hmm. definitely caused me to listen right, more and right. from, a, from a totally totally different lens than my, my male lens right yeah um, and so that that has been very helpful to hear the stories of the, the of the ladies that I, mm, that I work with good job you're Welcome. You're gonna tell me thank you for asking you to sit in that. Probably not. So we're gonna continue with this. Uh, okay. Podcast. So you know, <laughs> as I think about this intent and impacting, right? It shows up across so many different areas of, of your life, right? And so I'm just thinking, even with my children, right? Okay. The relationship that I have with each one of my kids is so very different and the things that I do with them, I'm thinking I intended for this to happen, I intended for that to happen, but the impact is very different. So like my baby girl, she gets motivated when I just get passionate and be like, okay, look, we're gonna do this, you're gonna stop doing this, this is the line, you have crossed the line, that's it, right? Mm -hmm. That doesn't have that much of an impact. Like that that gets her going, she's like, all right, now she mean business, let me get about it. But my baby boy, if I get passionate and I'm intending to motivate him or tell him, okay, look, you're about to cross a line or I'm drawing a line in the sand, that has a completely different impact on him. Like, we have to have restorative conversations because my poor baby is broke down. He's like, oh, yeah. my mother doesn't yeah. love yeah. me. She yeah. doesn't care. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. what? And so that's really how I understand this whole impact versus intent thing in a much different way. And that's put me on my learning edge too. Right. To be open when people 
people tell me about, you know, something that I did that I intended for it to come out a certain way or I intended for it to, to happen or show up or cause something, but they experience that thing way different. And it, it helps me to realize that when one person felt it or was impacted that way, that one person was impacted that way, right? Because right. there are certain things that you can say and do to one person that it doesn't even register with them, whereas another person, that's a hurtful thing. Yeah, and you got to recognize that when you're in these situations that you're in control, you get be in control of your own emotions and your mm. reactions because research shows that people who experience bias and discrimination, mm-hmm. they have worse health outcomes in comparison that. to those who don't. Absolutely. I mean, that. right now, I would say personally, uh, from what has been going on for this last year, we got the trial that's going on right mm-hmm. now. Um, that is definitely, I've had to check my emotions yeah. um, because I know there, there, there was times over this last year, like there was movies like I couldn't bring myself to watch. It, yeah. it took me a minute. Mm-hmm. So, um, and then when, when things happen, my response, you know, is like, all right, check yourself, Keith, mm-hmm. first and foremost, because mm-hmm. you can't allow yourself to get to these stressful places and that, yeah. you know, that stuff builds up. And so, you know, and sometimes it's a heavy load to, you know, you quote unquote, you, you feel like you, you're teaching and coaching all, all the time, the time. Yeah. A, around this intent. Yeah. Versus, I, I, I know what you, I'm sure you had good intentions, right? but here's what the impact of that is. Yeah. Let me, let me help you to understand the ripple impact that this has caused right here. Because mm-hmm. you hurt somebody in this situation and then what what it translates into other situations yeah. also. Yeah, and, and you know, sometimes I, I explained it to a co-worker of mine one time because they had had an exchange with someone and they had said something and the person just, like you said, they had an emotional response and they really just kind of blew up at this person. And, and of course, you know, they went with, I meant well, I you know, I, I, I didn't mean for it to this that and the other thing and they were feeling a little bit attacked the the person that was talking to me was feeling a little bit attacked and I told him I said you have to understand even though you might have come to that person and said that thing well intentioned that one time you were the 20th person that stabbed that person you know that individual that day and they had just reached their breaking point and so sometimes you have to understand once again while you're well intentioned who else being well intentioned possibly right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. have has said something or done something or or crossed the line or or done something harmful to someone that you're just adding on to and you're layering on and if you don't take the time to just kind of understand how you're playing into that situation with that one person don't make these assumptions across groups right like get to understand folks as individuals and 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 what these things do to them and how they feel and how they're experiencing it then um you know you you'll just keep going through life with these glasses on like oh but because I mean well it doesn't matter it it absolutely matters like you could have been a straw that broke the camel's back so to speak yeah and because some people feel uh, experience this in so many different ways uh, the intent of what people the impact of what uh, comes across like our ERG groups are really important in our Mm, our workspaces and so you mentioned about the women's ERG you know we have um, uh, Hispanic Latino um, ERG Mm -hmm. the African American ERG the 
LGBTQ that mm-hmm. we're, we're about to start. All of those groups are, are good because you want to be able to find a support group. And yeah. so the support group looks like, does not look like the group that you talk to in the park parking lot. Well, you know, after, that's the instigator uh, group. Huh? Right, right, right. <laughs> find a support group, a group that's going to, that you trust, that you feel good about, that you guys can have transparency of conversation in there mm-hmm. so that you can help eliminate some of these things that, that come on, that goes on in uh, within our, mm-hmm. in our workplace. Because we, we all need that. Uh, or I know uh, we have a support group that we have just outside of the official group of ERG. It's a network of colleagues yeah. that we have a text group that goes on just mm-hmm. so that we can have conversations, real transparent conversation. It's yeah. not to hate on anybody, but it's like, hey, this is what I experienced. Hey, guys, what, what are, what's going on with you in this space? Hey, I just needed to vent about this right here. Yeah. And what I find is that when I drop that in there about the uh, impact of something that has happened to me, you know, I got a group of colleagues that are supporting me. Like, here's how you can handle this. Yeah, yeah. And even in that group, sometimes we have some intent versus impact. Like, I, I think you intended to be funny when you was talking about Prince, but you almost got kicked out the group. You can't talk well, about Prince. I, I, the I, impact. I, yeah, the impact was deep on that yes, one. Yes, I, I felt, I felt the backlash. Yeah, and I didn't know the supporters of of, of Prince. Rest his, intent uh, rest versus his soul. intent. Yeah. God rest his soul. You almost got put out behind that very same thing. Well, your intent versus your impact. Uh, think about that always as things that are coming out of your mouth. Thank you guys for listening to Cosmetic. Well, we're tackling topics and telling the truth. Hey, subscribe and listen to us uh, each week. And don't be shy. Give us a, re- a review and tell us what you think about intent and impact. And as always, be dynamic, be phenomenal, be cosmetic.